Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words? Less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you may be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell to make sure you guys are always getting your new Going In Raw content. And of course, we're available wherever fine podcasts are, every podcast app in the world. If it's worth its weight in salt. <laughs> if it's worth its salt. What is the phrase with salt in it? If it's worth its salt? I think that one. Yeah, anyways, uh, you can find Going In Raw there if it's any good. Um, be sure to hit the subscribe button there as well. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We've got 50 people watching the live stream of this NXT 205 live recap. And uh, they're all $5 and up patrons. At that level, you get three live streams every week where before the show, we chit-chat about all sorts of crap. Uh, pop culture, food, working out, all sorts of things. And then uh, after the show, we also uh, we chit-chat as well. So you can hang out with us and ask us questions and et cetera, et cetera. Correct. Uh, we're also available at the Pro Wrestling Tees at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in raw where we have 11 designs and more to come. Yeah. Uh, programming note, we're going to be doing a live reaction or reaction live stream rather to Battleground. Yeah. This Sunday, probably around 4.30 around the pre-show. Whenever yeah. like the first pre-show match starts is usually when we're on. Um, so be sure to check that out as well. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, but now we're going to talk about NXT and 205 Live, Larson. What a great week of WWE Network Wrestling programming. Yeah, 205 Live, holy cow. My only qualm about that show is that the main event and the first match, I feel like, should have been flipped. Oh, for sure. The two out of three falls match should have been, the should have been the main event. But what a terrific match that was. It actually kicked off 205 Live. Um, NXT was really, really good as yeah. well. They had three um, fantastic They did a really matches. good job of, uh, of, 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 you know, like, condensing the story between uh, Drew Gulak and mm-hmm. Mustafa Ali and this video package that kicked off the show. I actually, it was so well done, I thought the show actually had a new intro. Oh, yeah. It was, because it was so well edited, so well put together, they put yeah. some graphics involved in it, yeah, too. I was yeah. like, oh, man, they got a new, uh, new intro for the show. This is cool. Yeah. But it was just a really done, really, really well, well done, done video yeah. package. Yeah. Uh, that's how the show kicked off. We got straight into the two out of three falls match. Um, this was, this was, man, it, your opening match. And I wonder if it had something to do with SmackDown being like less than great, being a tad underwhelming, that the crowd was more 
I don't know, apt because there's like a lot of talking in, in on SmackDown. Yeah. And I wonder if the crowd was like just ready, ready for yeah. a really because this, this match was better than anything that was on SmackDown. Oh yeah. Um, well, and so I, think, I actually think. Sorry to interrupt you. Both the Tazawa Davari match and this match was better than anything. No, I I agree with that as well. Uh, I just I wonder if I mean look I I think this match should have been able to wake up any dead crowd. Yeah. Um, but the crowd by the end were really into oh, it. Yeah. When when Drew Gulak got up. On that second or third, I think he got it. He was like very nervously getting to the top, yeah. And then he was like having his internal conflict, yeah. And he was acting it, he was performing it perfectly, yeah. The crowd was really, really eating up that. Moment. I really like how uh, Gulak, when he's up there on the top rope, his legs will shake. I know, I know, and doesn't look over the top at all. No, it doesn't. It looks so natural, like he really is in this character of yeah. his. It's fantastic. Uh, Mustafa Ali got the first win, got the first uh, fall rather with a roll up. Um, then he ended up tapping out to a dragon sleeper, so... Tied 1-1. Tied 1-1. Uh, Mustafa Ali went for a Frankensteiner. Gulak reversed that into a powerbomb. <laughs> that was that a rough-looking powerbomb. Yeah, it was. Uh, this was... Wow. Mustafa Ali hit an inverted Hunan on Drew Gulak. It looked like... Spiked his head right to the mat. It looked like, like, it looked like Gulak, just, Gulak just had it, yeah. Got it, had his head spiked on the mat, absolutely. Yeah. It looked... Boy, that looked right. There's gifs on it. Or gifts. I don't know. We're, we got a lot of shit for our pronunciation of the, of the term. I thought it was decided that it was Jeff. I thought the dude who invented yeah. it said it was Jeff. Yeah, isn't isn't so that too. the end? Intro? Look, if I if I draw a character on a piece of paper and say this man, this guy's name is you know butt shit. Yeah. And then you go and say, hey, who's that? You know, ass shit. Well, no, man. I named him. It's butt shit, not yeah. ass shit. You don't get yeah. to say who it is, even if it makes more sense. No, I know. You know, but I don't know. I mean, I, I actually prefer the term GIF. That's why, how I said it for a very long time. Yeah, the only reason I changed is because I heard that the guy who invented right? GIFs or GIFs said they should be pronounced GIF. And they're so delightful. Like, why would I want to go against the guy who made them? I know. I know. So we'll I don't do, know. More, we'll do more research into this. There's a GIF on it out there. Now it sounds weird to say GIF. I know. Yeah, I don't like, I know. I don't like change. Um, anyways, uh... So, uh, Gulak makes his way to the outside, and then Mustafa Ali does this awesome top rope. Oh, my gosh. Right yeah, on it's, it's scary. It's just some of the things Mustafa Ali does are simply scary. He's gone to the outside on Drew Gulak so many times yeah. during this, this feud, and it freaks the crap out of me, but it always looks amazing. I know, I know. Because, like, God, man. I mean, Mustafa Ali, number one, he seems like he's having the most fun out there, A, and B, he seems to be the most fearless guy on the roster. Yeah. I could kind of, like, that kind of, that resonates with me thinking about it right now. Um, and so he is obviously the perfect opponent for the this Drew Gulak character. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he does that, uh, then Drew Gulak gets the upper hand. He has Mustafa Ali down prone on the ground, and he starts going to the top, and he's, like, so nervous about it, and he's conflicted, and he knows that this is what he's been campaigning against, and this to him would be an indiscretion. But yet he also at the same time thinks, okay, if I do this, I'll win the match. He'll win the match! He knows that! And he's looking to the crowd to see their reaction. He's really milking this. He's really playing to the crowd, and they're eating it up. Yeah. They're th- By the end of this match, I wanted him, I, I was rooting for Drew Gulak. I wanted him to see the light with the high-flying maneuvers. I bought into this character, and I wanted to see him see the light. Yeah. And I think everybody, that was the point, everybody else did too. Yeah. But then he he went down to the ground. Mustafa Ali, at that point, had recovered, 
Took advantage, went up, hit a inverted 450? No. Well, first he hits the top rope Frankensteiner. Okay, yeah, yeah. While uh, Gulak's still up there in the top rope. Okay, yeah. And then after that, that's yeah, right, that's right, that's inverted right. 450, yeah. hits the pin, wins 2-1. to one. Yeah. I was, I was bummed out. I, by the end, I wanted Drew Gulak to win this thing. I really did. But uh, but no, I, I I hope I really hope this isn't the blow off. I think there's still ways. Yeah. I think there's still you know and and for no other reason than Gulak's shirt is fantastic. Oh, I know. I want to get. I know. I actually want to get that shirt. Very good. It is really good. Um, this has been a fantastic feud. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fantastic feuds, we had Akira Tozawa and Apollo Cruz backstage. Apollo Cruz is having sort of a heart to heart with Akira Tozawa. He's Sort of defending Titus O'Neil, saying, you know, he's looking out for your best interest. Yeah. Here's an example when I took on Braun Strowman. Um, but in the end, he stood up for me, and he was ready to put his own body on the line, yep. and that's what he'll do for you. And uh, I forget what Akira Tozawa's point was here. Um, he uh, brought it back to the taking on Davari. Okay, yeah. And I think Cruz was like, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have this match, but be careful, essentially. This was, that was really interesting. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, we continued on with the Brian Kendrick-Jack uh, Gallagher feud, but this time Brian Kendrick was uh, berating Devin Bennett, a competitor, I guess, from Manchester, same yeah. area that Jack Gallagher is yeah. from. And uh, Kendrick was saying, you know, he's no more than a, a caricature, a cartoon, something like that, right? That's been kind of his thing. Yeah. So he was just telling the same thing to Devin Bennett. They um, had a match. It wasn't much of a match. Kendrick yeah. won with the captain's hook Yeah, pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh, then we got a TJP interview. Um, I, did I miss this? I forgot this actually happened. We're going to yeah. have a tag match next week? What's going on with this? Um, yeah. Uh, Perkins was talking about uh, the match last week that Swan had with, oh, what was the... The dude's name. Oh man, uh, I forget, but I have him. But then you know, Perkins had a match against the same wrestler, one quicker, and Perkins said, "If if we'll, we'll he 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 admitted that that wasn't the best test yeah. of their skills. Yeah. So next week, tag match, Rich Swan, partner of his choosing, against uh, TJP, partner of his choosing. Okay. TJP was more heel. TJP. Yeah, okay. A bit well, more. He's, he's, he sees it as working for him. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Then we had uh, our main event, which was Akira Tozawa nursing that injured shoulder. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arya Davari. Um, this was really fantastic. It started out with a Davari promo where he was once again espousing the, the you know, Iranian wrestlers. Or there was one in particular. I forget his name. I always forget his name. Yeah, from the 50s, an Olympic gold medalist. Right, exactly. Um and uh, and he said that he you know he won didn't he win like a gold medal or something for beating a Japanese wrestler and so there was obvious parallels there with him in Akira Tozawa um, but anyway the match kicked off and obviously the story here was Davari taking advantage of Akira Tozawa's bum shoulder yeah so he's working that a lot too you know fantastic it was a fantastic match yeah because uh, Tozawa was really really doing a hell of a job selling that yeah shoulder. he was and and the commentary team made a point of saying that uh, Titus wasn't there mm-hmm. So there was no one there to stop the match. Right, right, right. Uh, Davari hit a frog splash. Tozawa kicked out. Davari was doing a good job selling Tozawa's grit. Yes. I thought he was doing a really good job. Uh, Davari got, uh, goes for the pin. Tozawa reverses into a roll-up. Grabs the tights. He cheated to win. This was good, man. Yep. This yep. was really good. He cheated to win. And the commentary team, you know, sold that too. They were like... He has to want like he had to take that extra step, yeah. because his shoulders compromised yeah. the match. So this whole again, again, no title involved here. 
you know, but Davari questioning Tazawa's honor, and Davari, you know, attacked uh, uh, Tazawa after them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Davari, the heel, questioning Tazawa's honor, and and you know, Tazawa falling prey to that. You know, he's sort of using nefarious means to win. Yeah. Um, What's so interesting is interesting. we had a really good, entertaining episode of two hundred five live. No Neville. And with no Neville. No yeah. Neville. Yeah. Didn't need him. Nope. Yeah. But uh, again, two hundred five live building these really really good stories. Don't have to. Not nobody's worrying about the title necessarily. Nobody's worrying about contendership. These are all just character-based stories that are really, really resonating. Is uh, 205 Live right now is, the, in terms of character, the best-written show in all WWE. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I would. Especially after this week's episode. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when they... when they, I mean, they, they can spin their wheels sometimes, but by and large, the character writing has been really, really good. I feel like for the most part, when they spin their wheels, it's on Raw. <clears throat> yeah, I know, I know, I know. They don't really... De- they don't develop a lot on Raw. Like, they, and it's they always tease on Raw. Yeah, well, well, on Two Hundred Five Live, we're gonna do this, and I'm always like, oh, that's gonna be cool. Yeah, you know. But yeah, they don't they don't deal with that stuff on Raw, which is you know, I mean, I don't at this point. I mean, I get that they they're on. I mean, their ratings are up a bit this week. They're up to number eight. Yeah, in their top ten. Yeah, they're in the top ten. So, you know, I I hope that you know the quality continues. The crowd's been a bit more into it. But it does kill them. I mean, that that's one thing. Like when they trot them out on Raw, when to to spin their wheels, the know, crowd just is is that's when the crowd doesn't care about them. And then it kind of I think translates a little bit maybe to the live crowd could, on two hundred five live. Could. I don't know. I think it's it's. But I'm telling you, man. Like this could you know Corey Graves always says this is the most exciting hour of 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 TV or of wrestling on TV, whatever. It yeah, is. yeah. It can, it could totally be that if you put this in front of a different crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's I know see here. Two hundred five live would be amazing in front of a crowd like I'm not saying full sale, but like that. Yeah. Again, we've had this conversation tons of times, million we've times. We've discussed it ad nauseum. Telling you, man, put it in, put it in front of a four hundred American put, Legion Hall in yeah, California. Exactly. Put it in front of four hundred people, and dude, tell me that wouldn't be amazing. Uh, next up. We had NXT. Another great, great episode. Just featured some really, really solid wrestling here. Yeah. Um, three of these matches in particular were really, really good. I didn't really pay attention to the No Way Jose match. Um, it was pretty short. Yeah, yeah. I think it was in the kitchen making a sandwich. Um, show kicked off with Ember Moon versus Ruby Riot, and this match was phenomenal. I know. Phenomenal. Yeah, this was. I kind of like on any this. I, I kind of feel like they should have separated the number one contendership matches between shows because this this should have been a, a main event. This could have been a takeover match. Yeah, I know. It was really, really good. Especially before they went to the first commercial break. Mm-hmm. It was fast-paced. Yeah. They were countering each other's moves. Phenomenal. No, it was really, really good. And it's funny because like this came on right after I heard the Ryback thing where he was like running down like women's wrestling. And I'm like, dude, this match is literally ten times better than any pile of trash match you have ever put on. Oh, a million times better than a million pile of trash match he ever put on. <laughs> I'm like, dude, Ryback, maybe you should be shaking your ass. How about that? <laughs> Shake your titties, asshole. Anyways, um, no, this was a great match. Uh, Ember Moon ended up going over. I do wonder, I, 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 how much of Ember Moon's momentum has just been killed by her injury, though? Because Ruby Riot went into this with, like, all the momentum. Yeah. And I just feel like she's had to kind of take a number... Behind Ember oh, Moon, I know, even I know. though I think she's sort of got the momentum. I don't really care either way. I mean, 
Ember Moon. I, I don't think I do think that the moment the momentum has probably led you know, if if it's Triple H at the top, Michael Cole, whoever's at the top, led them to think, hey, you know, we we're probably gonna go in the direction of Asuka continue like just going undefeated yeah. throughout NXT and then vacating the title. Whereas before this off the, the Mania takeover they were probably going in the direction of Ember Moon taking the title offer. Now I don't think it's I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, I, and there's always a possibility that whoever wins the Mae Young Classic, especially if it's was a Kyrie Kyrie Sane, yeah. If she wins, mm-hmm. um, having her challenge Oscar, yeah, for obviously not the SummerSlam weekend takeover, but the one after that, in yeah, Japan, yeah, Survivor Series. I think yeah, if that's. Do you think she's a favorite to uh to win the Mayon Classic? I think she's got to be. Yeah, I think so too. And yeah, that would that would obviously be. I mean, if if th- that's their best opportunity, because I don't even see as much as I like Ruby Riot, I don't think any momentum she has or could have had at all would have been enough to to warrant her to take oh, the yeah, title yeah. off of Oscar. No, I agree. I don't think that. I think she's a very strong character. But she's a great wrestler. She really is. She's fantastic. But this is Oscar we're talking about. You know what I mean? Like Oscar is a once in a generation. And so I don't think anybody, but if it's anybody, I think what you just said is probably right, Kyrie Sane. Especially them hyping up that elbow drop. From what I understand, they're hyping it up quite a bit. Oh, okay. Um, and they plan to do that. Um, so to see that elbow drop be the thing that takes the title off of Asuka, that sounds like it could be right. I would prefer her simply vacate the title, but, man, if they really want to establish a new massive star out of Kyrie Sane, that's the way to do yep. it right there. That's the way to do it. It really is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so, yeah, Ember Moon ended up going over a really fantastic match. Yeah, yeah. Um, she ended up uh, winning with the Eclipse, which, again, is one of my favorite finishers to watch in the business right now. Uh, then we <laughs> oh, what? These are stupid and entertaining. They're oh, I so, love them. They're so silly. Them. Because here's the thing. We mentioned this on our going in review this week for uh, the WCW uh, Clash of Champions 24. A, it's incredibly hard to be intimidating sitting down. Yes. I think there's one person, Brock Lesnar, when he's sitting down, he could be intimidating. Yeah, probably. Because he could do anything intimidating. But Cassius Ono, in his Sears suit, A, and with those cheesy press hands sticking out from behind the camera. Yeah, it looks like the catering area. <laughs> There's all sorts of fold-up tables or folding tables and set that up. Terrible, like green shirt that he's wearing, and it's not lit well. It's not lit well at all. So he's having like an impromptu press conference, which seems like, which is weird. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm willing to go along with it because it's an entertaining premise. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, so he's answering some questions. Uh, Hideo Itami comes in. You know, Cassius Owner reminds me because we were talking about movies yesterday on the pre-show. That's what we should call it. That's a good feeling. We should call that the pre-show. Okay. Oh, we, the, our banter before yes. the podcast. Okay, fine. $5 a week, you get a pre-show. Um, uh, he, he reminds me of a character out of Mallrats for some reason. Now that we're talking about Mallrats yesterday, he kind of reminds me of a guy who could have been in Mallrats. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> Anyways, he's sitting there talking to the, to the press, to the press. And probably some performance center guys yeah, who are giving know, some know, mics. Like one guy is holding like a mic with a ridiculous windscreen on it, and I'm like, "Why are you inside? Why I do know, you have or that? why do you have a boom mic?" <laughs> and uh, a day Tommy comes in looking like he's like it's on his supreme day off because he's wearing like some I think they're like some gray sweatpants. 
Yeah. And then, like, it was just a white T-shirt. Like, before you come over, that's literally I'm wearing sweat shorts. I'm wearing – these are – I got these for 10 bucks at Old Navy as sweatpants, and then I cut them off at the knees yeah. for the summertime. Yeah. <laughs> and I wear a white T-shirt. Literally the same thing yeah, that day with Tommy was wearing. He comes into catering and confronts Cassius Ono because he has a match set up for him for next week's episode. Yeah. And he's like, you, did, is it true you set this match up? And, and I swear, I know this didn't happen, but Cassius Ono leans back in his chair. And I swear, in my head, it plays better if he does the thing where he's on two legs instead oh, of Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's so like, he said, yeah, man. What did I tell you? I'm all about action. <laughs> it's like watching two college roommates. I know. Pissed off about like a phone bill or something. Yeah, I know. And then a day when Tommy leaves and kicks the garbage can, <laughs> which just echoes back when you and I were in college. We used to play WCW versus NW World Tour, and you would kick my chair yeah. or Big Jim's chair when you would lose, or I'd get pissed off at you for farting next to my hamburger. Yeah. Or you'd wake me up at... 12.30 in the afternoon with the yellow <laughs> blasting from your stereo. It's 12.30. You should wake up. I think I did that on purpose. Because I was like, why is he still in bed? It's because I probably didn't go to sleep till 4 in the morning. God, or also, I had to tell Summer about the other day. I was like, because she was like, her and her and T are kind of over-rooming together. And so I was like, uh, I was like, you know, me and Big Jim used to room together. And it was the worst thing ever. But I also have a lot of fond memories from it. Uh, so anyways, um... Yeah, so that match is set up next week. We're going to get a day with Tommy versus Cash. Yeah, that would be good. Kind of surprising this wasn't a takeover thing, but, man, they got some really good matches on just their weekly TV. I know, you especially know? ever since the last takeover. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the talent, and, and it's funny, it reflects, too. Like, this is, I think this week it was the number three show. I think it was behind, uh, well, the newsletter said it was Great Balls. It was the angle 24, 24, and then I think it was this. Yeah, yeah, I think it was NXT after that. Uh, so anyways, uh, then we had, we had the Street Profits, sort of, more of a promo for their Snapchat, I think. Yeah. <laughs> because it starts off with their Snapchat icon, and, uh, and it's that uh, one of the guys is, like, on top of, he, they decide to get up on top of the NXT bus. Yeah. I think that's, what's his name? One of, oh, crap, what's their names now? There's Angelo Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins. Last name's Ford, right? Yeah. Uh, Montez Ford? Montez Ford, yeah, okay. thank you. Montez Ford gets up on top of the NXT bus, and Angelo won't get up there because yeah. he's evidently scared of heights. And uh, it's just it's ridiculous. I can't wait to see these guys sort of in the ring with Oh, I know, because it should be a lot of fun. Um, next up, we had... God, it's hard to pick out of, all, out of the three matches that I really, really liked because that Damo match was... Yeah, that was really good, too. Great. But this match is probably my favorite match. Let me ask you this. So it was Oni Lorcan versus Danny Birch. Um, Danny Birch, uh, he was, of course, in the U.K. tournament. That he's been on NXT for yeah, quite yeah, a, a lot. Now. Yeah, He used to be uh, in NXT years ago. I mean, that's right, yeah, yeah. Or so. That's right. Um, Birch got busted open, as usually happens these days in these Oni Lorcan matches. Yeah, he's... My favorite Oni Lorcan bit yeah. is when he just starts slapping somebody in the face. I know. It's so great. I was trying to pinpoint when Birch started bleeding out of his nose. Was it the slaps? I don't know. I don't know, but that wouldn't surprise me because those things were stiff. Yeah, they as hell. were stiff. These guys were just working stiff on each other. There's just a couple of bastards working stiff on each other. Yeah. I love this. Uh, Oni Lorcan went over with a single leg crab. It was a fairly short match. Yeah, and I kind of wonder if they cut it short because Birch was bleeding. That could, that I don't could know. be, but I mentioned this to you on cam- uh, before we started rolling. 
That cameraman was not shy to go up oh, close I know, I know. on Birch, that bloody face. And they didn't cut away from it. And these things are post-produced, so they they did that on purpose. Um, he wasn't, like, bleeding a ton. It wasn't like a mask or Although, anything. But know, there was a lot of blood there. Yeah, there was yeah. quite a bit. Uh, anyways, uh, so they shake hands. Birch says, I want a rematch. Oni Lorcan agrees. Do you see this setting to tag team territory? I, think I would be, love that. I think that would be a great idea. How great would that be? These guys would be... The most organically over tag team there is. Yeah, have them put on another match like this longer. Mm-hmm. Give them fifteen minutes. It's like the like diametrically opposite to like heavy machinery. Yeah. Heavy machinery, they put two hosses together. They try to give them some catchphrases about like eating steaks or something. And I, to me, it doesn't work. To me, I'm just not on the heavy machinery thing. I think both guys are good. I like them both. It just doesn't work for me. A tag team like this is more up Steve's alley. Yeah. This would be fantastic. Yeah, I agree. A couple of bastards slapping people in the face. Mm-hmm. Who and doesn't want that? Both of them, especially Oni Lorcan, who's been on TV but hasn't really had an angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Give him something to do. And you know what? Don't give them a tag team name. No. Just Oni Lorcan and Danny Burt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're minimalists. That's what, the, that's what you got to do. Anyways, next up we had No Way Jose versus... Uh, Cesar Banana. Benoni. Banana. This match is pretty short. No way Jose won with a punch. I like it. I like that finishing punch that he has, yeah. though. Yeah. Because it looks pretty... It looks, it, like it a looks pop, good. It pops him up. It's a pop-up punch. Yeah. Punches him. It's good. Um, after the match, uh, Andrade Cien Almas, mm. joined by Thea Trinidad, yeah. come out. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Almas starts beating up Benoni. Yeah. And then uh, while uh, No Way Jose is at the top of the ramp, uh, Almas says... No way. Come on down. Yeah. And as No Way Jose comes down to the ring, almost rolls out. Good. Good job. Original LIJ. Um, I wonder how the whole Thea Trinidad Austin Aries thing is working. I hope it's working out for them okay. Yeah, I know. Do, do you think she's the one who said, hey, you know it'd be a good idea? If you looked a lot like Pitbull, <laughs> you should shave all your all that hair on your head, get rid of it, and you'll look like a million bucks. And then he did that, and he's like, hey, 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 yeah. Welcome to my house. Wasn't that Pitbull? No, that was somebody else. That's Flo Rida. That was <laughs> the other WrestleMania guy. <laughs> they always bring one of those guys in. Oh, man. Then we had our main event, which was a number one contendership match for the NXT title. Big Damo, a.k.a. Killian Dane versus Drew McIntyre. This was just two meaty men beating the hell out of each other. Beating the crap out of each other. And if Damo's gimmick is he can kick out of pretty much anything you give him, then I'm all on board. Because this was fantastic. And Drew McIntyre sold the living crap. Especially when uh, Drew did the uh, the double underhook DDT, the future shock. The future shock. And Damo kicked out at one. Yeah. Kicked out at one. Drew sold that marvelously. Amazing. And then he hits the Claymore. Damo no-sold it. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. And then he hits a second Claymore and actually got the win. Yeah. This was so much fun to watch, man. This was a really, really fun match to watch. Yeah. Um, So, now we're going to answer your questions. We put up a question thread on the Patreon every single episode. We read questions and then we answer them. From a dollar up, you can ask us questions. What's going on over there? My shit gets all tangled up. Oh, my goodness. We need, like, floating mics that just float. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Hamza Halal, what other network shows do you think Vince does not know about? Uh, so I, I think it was, in the, was in the newsletter this this week that Meltzer said that 
Vince didn't watch Talking Smack, but he get weekly reports about it. Yeah. And then he saw the episode on 7-Eleven. He said it didn't work for him. Probably looked at the numbers and said, like, yeah, fired. Um, they better keep table for three. Yeah. I mean, how much can that cost to produce? It is people eating dinner at a restaurant. They have a couple of cameras. I, I could do that here. But what shows does he not know about? Do you think he knows all the stuff they put in the vault? Oh, like, do you think he knows that they have, like, old USWA? Or, like, did he did he know that the last Battle of Atlanta is on there? <laughs> I thought that was just a myth. Um, what else does he know about? I don't know, man. I'd be surprised. Yeah, I'd be surprised. Does he know 205 Live is on there? <laughs> I thought we were just going to have the Cruiserweights on uh, Raw. They've got their own show. Anyway, <laughs> the dark matches. <laughs> Those are just really good dark matches. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, no, I'm not doing that one. Uh, what's the... Uh, Mag- oh, Nathan Raglan. What's the best insult you've heard from a wrestler? Hmm. Well, Jim Cornette just compared Kenny Omega to Hitler, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty bad insult right there. <laughs> oh, man. What a mess. Wrestling is just chock full of weird characters, man. That is true. Uh, what's a good insult you've heard from a wrestler, though? I mean, if you look, if you really want to, you know, get down to, like, the worst insults, just watch uh, Gorillas of Destiny versus, uh, uh, who's it? Who'd they fight during that, the, like, the curse-filled match? Was it, uh, oh, it was, uh, uh, it was Yano and Ishii. And then um, Hanma and Makabe, yeah, yeah, at Wrestle Kingdom. Just for me, the best vanity, the best insult in all of wrestling is this. <laughs> it's more of a taunt. It's more of a taunt. It's yeah, cool. that's that's a taunt. Scott Hall doing. Yeah, that is a good one. Uh, let's see here. Um, fat bastard champ Alex Foster. Fat bastard. If you had to have a 205 live cruiserweight open challenge. Who would you have face Neville? Keep in mind that Neville has to win this match. Leo Rush. Neville, have that, Neville make that has to win this match. Yeah, make that his debut. Leo Rush. Because you can still... Leo Rush can afford to eat a pin on his debut. Because he, he can wow the hell out of people. Yeah. And people will still be really excited. They to could see tell a story sort of like they did uh, when it was uh, Leo Rush versus Ricochet in PWG, that match. Yeah, yeah, saw. totally. Yeah, that was yeah, fantastic. Uh, Dom Hilberg, what will it take for NXT to really get behind and push Oni Lorcan? I say tag team with Danny Burch. Yeah, no tag team. That's a good start. Yeah. Uh, interesting question. Sam Punk fa- finds it insulting. Would it have a bigger positive impact? On the wrestling industry, if John Cena versus Tanahashi happened at a WrestleMania or a Wrestle Kingdom, I just realized that probably should have been a dirt sheet question because it's not really about 205 Live or NXT. But I answered anyways. Bigger impact, bigger positive impact on the wrestling industry. Well, it'll get uh, uh, one of the biggest New Japan stars ever uh, exposure in front of a WWE crowd, which might fuel them to look outside the WWE Universe. But also, you could say that Cena wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom is going to draw a lot more eyes That's true. on to, New, to Japan New Japan product. Yeah, all right. More subscribers for New Japan World. All right. 
You win that one. I do win that one. Uh, Michael Berry, what 205 live wrestler should host up oh, and man. double their weight to 410? Neville. Just all muscle. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, 205 more pounds of muscle. Yeah. Um, I want to see, I want to see uh, Noam Dar hoss up. He has to hoss up a lot. What is he, like a buck sixty right now? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he'd just be fat bastard at that point. Oh, look at my titties. Um, the elite Norwegian. Hey, friendos, new patron here. Who do you think would fit best in NXT out of the Japanese-born wrestlers of New Japan? Also, uh, who would not work on NXT? He says, who would be trash on NXT? Um, Loose Explosion would be trash on NXT. Who would fit best in NXT? Takahashi. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'd say him or Kushida. But Takahashi. Man, I love that. He's freaking great. God, he's good. He's so good. Get him and Dragon Lee both on NXT. Uh, let's see here. Damian R. With reports saying that Leo Rush is signed with WWE and will be on NXT at some point, what would you say his ceiling would be? High. Very, very, very high. Um, he's fantastic. He is fantastic. I mean, he's really small, so I'm not sure... I I, w- I would really love to fast forward to a point where the cruiserweight championship is the thing to get. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. No, I know. Like it right now, it feels like it's a sub belt where it should just be the best belt to get for a certain type of wrestler. Like there should be a lot of prestige agreed behind being the cruiserweight champion as opposed to us sitting here thinking, well, it'd be great if Neville went on and won the Intercontinental Championship. No, I know, I know. You know what I mean? No, I know. And maybe having that belt on Neville for a year mm-hmm. would help in that regard. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but beyond that, it needs to be booked and treated like it can't be on the pre-show every Raw pay-per-view. I know, exactly. Well, like, I mean, say, for example, there's maybe the, the, the feud for the Universal Championship down the line isn't that strong. Yeah. And you got a, a really awesome, hot feud. Have the Cruiserweight title main event a pay-per-view. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I mean, the way they, the way, you said this a million times before, and I'm coming around to it because of that. We've said that the Cruiserweight division spins its wheels on Raw. Yeah. And it, and it shouldn't do that. But at the same time, you know, 205 Live has to be an attractive product. So, fuck, I, I, have, no, I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, my thing is this. You're putting on great matches. Let them do what they can do in front of a really, really hot crowd. That would make that division hot. Yep. You know, the perception would change about yes. that division, and it wouldn't be about, and on top of that. If you had this uh, Davari Tozawa match on Raw yeah. in front of that crowd yeah. to, to expose how good 205 mm-hmm. Live is yeah. to the Raw crowd, yeah. that would have done wonders. Imagine if Raw opened up with the two out of three falls match. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That could have done something big, too, or had that at the top of the second hour or something yeah. like that. Um, son of Son of Power Lunch, Cornelius. Xander McIntosh Power Lunch 3. There's way too many words. That's there. a long name. So say Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly don't drag it again. Oh. Um, what would the ceiling for both be, respectively? Lower than if they drag it again. Yes, at least short term. Yeah. 
I mean, Kyle O'Reilly is a former Ring of Honor champion. Bobby Fish can really talk and he can really wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think his, I, I would think that his ceiling's probably a bit higher. He comes off as more of a character. Yes. Whereas Bobby Fish, I think it might be. You mean Kyle O'Reilly? Kyle O'Reilly, I'm sorry. Kyle O'Reilly, it might be easy for him to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I'm not that familiar with Kyle O'Reilly's work. I've only seen a handful of his matches yeah, and yeah, a handful yeah. of promos. So, yeah, and that's the thing. I, I've never really seen him project character but, quite like Bobby but Fish But seeing has. Bobby Fish, I mean, he, he not only comes off as a character, but he comes off as a very natural character yeah. and a very compelling one. So, I don't know. I would probably say. Um, but on the other hand, Kyle O'Reilly's got that sort of MMA stiff thing going so for him. So maybe he doesn't need to. Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know. Be a, a strong per- uh, personality. Yeah. All very good questions. Um, Nemo, after Mustafa Ali's 360 off the turnbuckle to the floor, he was wondering, what is your favorite high-flying move? Nemo likes Ricochet's 630 splash. That's spectacular. Yeah. yeah there's like five things Ricochet does. Rick, talk about the guy who does neat things. Oh, Rick, yeah. Ricochet's one of them. Um, what was the question Favorite high-flying move? Oh, Trent's uh, plancha onto nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom. I love Trent. He's the yeah. best. Favorite high flying move: second rope pile driver. There you go. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, okay, that's dude. That's got to be. Can we have a category for going in raw move of the year? Oh yeah, second rope pile driver of the year. <laughs> wow. Can we, can we make that move in the latest 2K? Can we go back and say, hey, can you guys get a second rope top pile driver in your game? Yes, please. Just add that. I don't know who gets to do mocap for that. Drew Gulak. Apparently, he can take a spike to the head. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Doesn't Takahashi do like a top rope destroyer type move? Yeah, I think so. That's rough to watch, too. Something like that, yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. I like this. Um, Lissandro Carranza. I'm sorry I'm no-selling a lot of your nicknames. I really am. I just want to get to the questions. Because of the quality of matches I've seen in the past year, I've come to the conclusion that two out of three falls is my favorite match stipulation. Interesting. Way back in the day, two out of three falls was was the norm. That was the norm for title matches. Um, He says, what are some of your guys' favorite stipulations? Uh, Well, two out of three falls is up there. Um, I like uh, Iron Man matches. I like Iron Man matches because of the nature of like the counting down clock. In that same respect, I always like the beat the beat the clock matches. Oh yeah, one guy one match establishes the time, and then they have to beat that. Yeah, I always like that too. Yeah, um, Alexander Corrente, Sanity is extremely well booked and produced. Obviously, we have seen other acts that were well done in NXT fail on the main roster for a number of reasons. Do you guys believe Sanity can carry over to a more mainstream audience? And which show needs them more? What show needs them more? I feel like they might just get this feeling they might get lost in the shuffle on Raw. And so I want them to go to SmackDown, but at the same time, SmackDown already has. Yeah, the depth on SmackDown is pretty abundant. Like Sanity versus the Hardy Boys would be really cool to see. That'd be really cool to see. Yeah. Um, Imagine if Eric Young's the one that breaks Matt Hardy. Yeah, I know. That'd be great. And they would work perfectly in uh, pre-film shorts. One thing to keep in mind, though, with Sanity, with the exception of Damo, because I think some people really like Damo. Yeah. Be prepared for them to take a lot of losses. Yeah. They're going to be in the Bray Wyatt mold of all of our victories come in the form of 
our own moral victories. You know what I mean? Like we're prove we we'll we'll prove a point. That's what we care about more than taking. Yeah, a, they can prove a point by losing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're going to. Or be they can spin losses in that respect. Exactly. Yeah. But there's such a strong group that you know you can't really get mad at that because the Wyatt family are always rad. You know, and regardless of how many losses they they ate, yeah, they're always cool. Uh, let's see here. Oh, um, AJ's username. First time Patreon. Do you guys think to dragon again to redragon uh, will be in the Dusty Classic? Yes, I would yeah. absolutely bet that they're going to be in the Dusty Classic. Yeah, they should. Um, Connor Dunmore. What will take NXT to that next level? I think whenever they stop looking at it as NXT as a developmental territory, okay, and 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 treat it as a third brand on par with Raw and SmackDown, like say for example, Bobby Roode signed NXT because he was wants to be in NXT. Mm, yeah. That's where he wants to be. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask they you. Need, they need a star like that that's going to stay in NXT for the long term and, and is going to elevate. Yeah, the brand. Well, let me ask this though: How do they accomplish that without being without having the wide exposure of TV? That's, that's the issue. Yes. Yeah, it's a big thing. Uh, secondly, at that point, do you then establish a fourth actual developmental brand? You know, because I, 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 like, I, I like the developmental aspect. No, I feel like you can kind of have your cake and eat it too um, with NXT. Add a second hour um, to the show. Um, they already split off how they do live events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. There's a, a more develop, developmental group that tours Florida exclusively, whereas the, the top of the card, mid card guys and women. Um, toward the rest of the country, mm-hmm. you can keep that structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just introduce maybe the develop- maybe developmental talents through NXT. You can still keep it that way. If they want, I'll add to that. If they want to, because I understand one of the aspects of developmental. Okay, so for example, before Sonya Deville was Sonya Deville, she was um, whatever her name is, uh, and they had her out on TV in a developmental aspect in order to understand the dynamics of working in front of TV. You're right there. Yeah, I thought I had something in my water, but okay. it's on the bottom of the um, jar. You can still do that. Just put that on dark matches mm-hmm. before the taping, mm-hmm. um, or do the uh, live event circuit in Florida. Work out the character there first. Yeah, work out the character and then, there, and then get bumped up to undercard matches on the national touring mm-hmm. group. Yeah. And then once you have a good sense of your character, then debut. Oh, yeah, the do the rename thing. Yeah. 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 There's a way to do it. Yes. Uh, let's first see thing I do is add a second hour and have. Some top of the card talents that aren't there as a, a prelude to a, a, a main roster debut. Yeah, like a, I would not be surprised at all if Bobby Roode said, "I want to be the guy that takes NXT to the next level." Uh, the Madcap Mister Lipkin. Let's talk him down from the edge here. Uh, he says, "The sadder I get, the more I think about it, the sadder I get for Johnny Gargano." Tommaso Ciampa is injured, so Johnny is probably just going to tread water until he gets back. And after that feud, then what? He goes up to Maine. Johnny's over as a baby face, but Maine has no idea what to do with baby faces. Plus, he's going to get he's going to get put in the cruiserweight purgatory. If DIY had stayed together, they could have been a big success as a team. I actually agree with that. Yeah, However, I do. I'm not as bullish on Johnny Gargano's prospects as uh, Mr. Lipkin is here. Um, because I think that, number one, he came out last week, dropped a promo, had new music. There He, he debuted new music after the promo was done. Mm-hmm. Thereby, you know, sort of signifying he's on his own. He's on his own. This is what he's going to do. I think backstage really likes Johnny Gargano. Yes. 
and I think that he's going to have a decent singles run in NXT. I do too, especially once uh, Ciampa comes back in about six months. Mm-hmm. Their feud is going to be in hot. Print. It's going to be huge. At that point, he might move on to 205 Live. Yeah. I'd be totally fine with that because I think 205 Live has some of the best stuff going on right now. Uh, we just do want to see it in front of a hot crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Kimmel, what do you think about Charlotte saying she wants to be the one to beat Asuka? Um, it's just yet another reason why I love Charlotte so mm-hmm. much. So, yeah. Those are all good questions. Yes. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Uh, patrons, be sure to stick around because we're going to figure out what we're going to do for lunch. And uh, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.